0: Welcome to the In The Moment Podcast with Tanya and Esther. Each episode will bring captivating and insightful information as we walk the path toward healing from inside out. Now, here are your hosts, Tanya and Esther.
1: Hey fam, thank you for taking this moment to spend with Esther and I. We are so excited about this episode and we're so excited about you guys embarking on this journey with us. So my daughter-in-law and I created this podcast because we wanted you guys to experience a healing moment for your mind, body, soul, and your spirit. So Esther, how do you feel about about the podcast and this healing journey we embarking together?
0: I'm super excited. I'm so excited that you asked me and I'm honored that you asked me to be a co-host. Because we're going to go on this journey together and get to bring others and bond, uh, bond together and learn, learn from each other on our healing journeys.
1: Yes. And I'm so excited. I'm so thankful because you already know I see you as my daughter. And there's a lot of people that do not have a good relationship with their daughter in law. So I'm so Mm -hmm. thankful that you said yes to me. And decided to go embark on this healing journey. And that I'm so thankful that we invited everyone else to go right. on this journey with us so they can have a healing moment for themselves. Right. So um, I was reading this quote. I was reading this quote the other day. And it says, our wound are often the opening into the best and most beautiful part, uh, most beautiful part of us.
0: Hmm, that's beautiful. Yes. Right. Like I never thought once could be the most beautiful parts of ourselves. See, I didn't, th- I didn't thought that also,
1: I, I, I didn't think about that either until um, I was talking to my therapist and she was talking about the Kanishi bowls and mm-hmm. the Kanishi bowls are these beautiful bowls. Right. And what makes them so beautiful is that they all are broken in different parts. Right. They're mm-hmm. broken in different parts. Parts of the bowl and what makes the bowl so valuable is the brokenness of the bowl and my therapist was telling me that what the, the kasuki bowls are that when they is when they're being glued and put back together they're being <laughs> put back together like the way god intended for them not the way they were before but in this new Profound way. So the brokenness is what make the Kazuki bowl so valuable because those Kazuki wow. bowls are like $200 for a bowl. Right. And if you look at it, you'll be like, well, why is it so expensive? It's so expensive. It's because of the brokenness pieces in the bowl. That's what make the Kazuki bowl so valuable.
0: That's so deep and beautiful. So, and also... Since we're
1: talking about brokenness and the most beautiful part of the wounds, let's dive into this conversation about healing. Let's dive right. into this
0: let's conversation.
1: Go. So, okay, what have you been discovering about healing?
0: Okay, so I've so I did I was doing research on what the word healing means. And I came across this blog. It stated that it, healing comes from an old English term, healing, meaning wholeness. It refers to the process of moving toward a desired wholeness. To heal is not just to go from sick to well, but to come into your full wholeness. So support your own healing so that you can support that of the community. Okay. And I think that's so powerful. Yeah.
1: I like that. I like that. I think that's so beautiful. I like that. Because I like where you said that um healing doesn't mean from just going from sick to well, but it means mm-hmm. being made whole. And I have found out like being made whole means that you won't go back out of what you came out of, where you came out of, you know? Mm-hmm. That you willing to let go of what was to become. So I like that. I like that. So I discovered that healing also means that healing doesn't mean that the damage never existed. It means that the damage no longer controls you. Wow. Yeah I love that. Mm, Right? Makes you think that just because your situation occurred, right? You're not pretending that it didn't exist. You're just choosing that you're no longer going to allow it to control you anymore.
0: Right. It's like, it it makes, it brings up like a term in my head, like made new, Mm. new perspective. That's what I think of. And you
1: know, you're no longer looking at it from the lens of your hurt and your pain. Mm-hmm. You're looking at it from the lens of your healing and your wholeness of right. who you so becoming. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Right. So, so I'd love... Go ahead. I'd love to hear when your healing journey began. Well, my healing journey for
1: me began when my sister, um, she was killed two years ago by a relative of mine. And... Uh, I wasn't there, but I was told that, you know, he was drinking and he, my sister didn't want him to drink and drive and he shot her in the head. And I can remember getting a phone call. I was like, when I got the phone call that said she was shot in the head, you know, I was thinking in my mind that, you know, she was on her way to the hospital. I didn't think that she was actually gone until, um, My sister called me back and told me that she was shot in the head and she was gone because I remember praying and I was begging God and I was like, God, I would do anything for you if you, you know, and she was, you know, being okay. And I called my mom and I called everybody and I let them know that, you know, she was shot, but I didn't know she was gone until my sister. Matter of fact, I didn't know she was shot in the head until my sister called me back and told me that she was gone and that she was shot in the head but I can remember that day like clear as yesterday and it like I don't know, it like sent my whole family into like this spiral and it brought about such a division in the family because you have people like having to choose like sides you know, and it like really brought about a division and separation in the family and my sister was more like a daughter to me more than um, more than a sister. because She mm-hmm. lived with me from like 17 into like 24. And so it was like when she died, it was like a part of me died with her. And right. it was like I had this emptiness and I didn't know what to do with it because I'm a person that's strong and you know? I'm a person that's always in control. But this is the first time in my life Aside from my dad, who passed two years prior to my sister, so I was still dealing with his death because you know he passed away on the you know Dallas machine, and so that was unanswered question. And then here my sister getting killed by your family member, and you know here come another unresolved you know question. And mm-hmm. so I was like trying to hold it together until one day it's like everything just started unraveling for me. So I felt like it was like I was this piece of thread and it was pulling and everything was unraveling. And I was going into spiraling out into like this real dark place and hole. And I was like bleeding on people that I loved. Even it was affecting my job, and infecting people around me, you know, my family, my friends, my coworkers. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I finally got to a point where I eventually had to quit my job because it was so bad. I just didn't know what to do with it. But I didn't know that what was meant for evil can turn around for your good. So, and I didn't right. know that at the time that I thought it was a bad situation, right? right? And I just didn't know that it was going to turn out to be one of the most beautiful thing that could ever happen to me that it sent me into isolation and caused me to really have to deal with myself and really have to deal with the inner part of me and really caused me to find out that my issue was way deeper than my sister and my dad's death and it it got me to the point where It it kind of made me be held accountable for my actions and my feelings. And through that, that's allowed me to go into therapy and Mm start talking to someone so I can get to uh, the even deeper root of my issues. It even caused me to deal with my childhood trauma that it got me to a place now where I could have forgave the person who killed my sister. You know, and I never thought I was going to get to that, that place, you know. So I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful to, I'm so thankful for the situation. And I'm thankful for the place that God has me now, my healing process. That's when my healing journey began for me. So how, how was that experience for you guys when you guys received phone call about, you know, my, my sister passing. How was that for you and your husband, my son? How was that?
0: First of all, honestly I'm proud of you um, for being that vulnerable. Um, and I'm so happy for you in, in spite of that. But it was hard. I, I was like in disbelief. Like, I've, I could not even... I was just, like, in disbelief. I couldn't believe it. Like, I didn't want to believe it at first, just like you. Um, it was hard telling Ralph. I believe I was at home, and he was at a volunteering event. So I had to drive up to him. Like, the whole way, I was just thinking, like, this is, this is like, the first time something like that has ever happened in my life. I'm pretty sure his life as well. And... It was, I was just trying to think of like how to tell him. It was like the worst thing ever, honestly, for for me. And that sounds so selfish. It's, 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 cause it's not about me, you know, but just like telling my husband that and knowing how that was gonna change his life and your lives forever, well, that was really hard. And he was in shock, you know, for a couple of days. Yeah, it was really tough. Okay. It it honestly I feel like changed his life forever. Changed our lives forever. Okay. But so how- I feel like it's it has opened up this healing journey that we feel like we're all in backing on together. Right. Wow. So, like, it made us, yeah, dig deeper.
1: So did you had to, did you talk to someone during that time frame?
0: I actually did. And I feel odd saying this, because I don't want to disrespect anyone, but I did. Therapy did help me a lot, because I hope I was there for him, because that's what I would want someone to be to be there for me so I was actually I talked to my therapist because I had started going to therapy before so when that happened so I'm thankful that I was going to therapy so it did help me a lot I feel like maybe help me be there for him better like understand better like as a as a partner how I could be there for him.
1: See it's, it's sad for me to say that it took a bad situation to cause me to go to therapy because I would have never went. I would have never went. Even after my dad died, my sister died. I think it took me hurting the people on my job to cause me to go to therapy. Like, I mean, you know, well, after I quit and I got some time, some isolation time to spend the time with God and for God to show me me. And the the inner part of me caused me to deal with myself and my emotions and my feelings. That's what caused me. And after I got to that point where I couldn't deal with my emotions and my feelings, that opened me up to wanting to go talk to somebody. Because I'm private. And I never thought that I could be vulnerable to open up and to trust somebody enough to talk to without feeling judged, you know, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm. that's why I'm thankful at the same time it was bad and it was hurtful at the time. But yet I didn't know such a beautiful thing was going to blossom out of it, you know, because right. this is like the first time in my whole, like I'm 47 years old, this is like my first time where I'm loving me. And I'm loving who I'm mm-hmm. becoming, you know, from my right. hurt, my pain, and my trauma. I'm actually loving myself for the first time. And I'm doing this healing journey for me, not for someone mm-hmm. else. So I'm so right. thankful. Um, so thankful for that. So, where I'd love to hear about where your healing journey began for you. I'd
0: say it probably started a couple years back like around 2017 it kind of started with my therapy as well like it was synonymous because i was going to therapy on and off but i feel like it's honestly starting right now with me being like super intentional on like what results i want to get and and um and being consistent I think that's one thing I've lacked in my healing journey is consistency. But I'd say whenever I've gone to therapy, like I've seen great results, and I just have not gone super consistently. And even like with COVID, that was tough for me mentally. Cause one way of like, um, one way like I, one way like. A huge part of my healing journey is physical health and around like 2019 is when i was really like starting to like be really consistent with my health and health and wellness journey and that kind of took a deep with covid like most of us so that was really tough for me also also i was trying to get into therapy then and there wasn't that many therapists available where i was at so that was really tough um Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. So what lesson did you learn? I have learned... It's a lesson and a challenge at the same time. I've learned multiple lessons, though. I've learned to talk. I think that's, like, the greatest lesson, honestly, for me. It's just talk to someone. Don't try to figure out everything by yourself. Um be vulnerable, but also know boundaries, like boundaries to protect yourself. Right. Because even though it's like, it sounds contradicting, just know when to be vulnerable and who to be vulnerable with and what boundaries to have in place. I think those are like the two greatest lessons.
1: Because I remember um when me and you was having the conversation. And I like what you said that your sister had taught you during the process. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was the lesson? What, What did your sister, what did she talk to you about?
0: So we're talking about like unlearning, which means like stripping away the beliefs and ways and to act or behave, live and live so we're talking about unlearning which means pretty much like un unlearning your old like your old habits and how they're maybe like not helpful towards yeah. you and learning replacing them with new habits that are helpful towards you and character blind spots how we're not aware and i think therapy is such a great tool because It kind of brings stuff that was like in our blind spots in our mind kind of to the forefront and things we need to work on and also things that we're doing great you know to continue working on those things
1: because i because i am glad that you mentioned uh, unlearning because i have been learning even going through therapy um and on a healing journey i have what i've been learning is when you unlearn something you unlearn the thing that you use to keep you safe that you use to keep you safe right. from your trauma that you use to keep you safe during your hurt and your pain so it's like you gotta unlearn that thing that you use to protect yourself mm-hmm. and when you unlearn that thing that you use to protect yourself it likes its open up a door so you can discover the new you and you're not mm-hmm. limited anymore. Yeah, you're not limited anymore. And I learned about blind spot even through you. I learned about the blind spot, which I didn't know anything about. But I learned that the blind spot are something, sometimes things that occur occur in our life unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So it's like Mm -hmm. you're just driving down the road and this car just appeared out of nowhere. You know, it appeared in your blind spot. But you didn't see it coming. So I'm learning that your blind spots are sometimes things that occur out of your, that occur in your life unexpectedly. That's what um, right. I'm about. Um blind spots. So mm-hmm. and I'm also um I have read this article, right? And it says 89% of America thinks that mental health is important and 10% of Americans Um, Haven't been to therapy in two years, but 50% of Americans work out three times a week. Mm -hmm. So, why do you think that is? I'm
0: sorry, what was the percentage? So, 89% of
1: Americans think mental health is important. 10% of Americans have therapy, haven't been to therapy in the last two years, but 50% of Americans. Work out at least three times a, a day. In a you know one in a week, work out three times a day. Why you think that is?
0: Yeah, and I wonder what's the percentage of Americans that go to therapy. I bet. So it's like the percentage was so eighty-nine. Of, yeah. oh, oh, go to therapy. You
1: right. So it's eighty-nine right. percent think that God therapy's God. good. That actually is true so with you being a physical fitness person you know like working out do you think that people are more mindful about physical fitness more than their mental health Mm
0: -hmm. oh definitely yeah because i think probably honestly society and media Mm -hmm. because like since we're young we're, we're always told like oh if you if you if you're sick go to the doctor or as americans you know like we struggle with like a huge huge percentage of americans are like struggle with health issues they're they're like obese or overweight and i think that's like so forefront like in our culture because like we're told like you need to get healthy and it's visible you know if you're sick it's visible if if i fell like broke a bone it's visible but if I'm suffering mentally it's not as visible Like people can cover that up well and it's like societal pressure where we're taught not to be as vulnerable with like our mental health but physical health is huge you know even to c- when it comes to sports and um and just being in shape like societal standards right like looking a certain way but mentally it's not as but it but i'm happy that nowadays people are taking a body and bringing more awareness to mental health okay what why is it so important to have awareness because if you're not aware of something then you cannot even um yeah, if, if you're not aware of something, you cannot work on that. Right. Unless you're aware. And I think that's the first step of working towards anything you want to work on is being aware. So it makes us more something. mindful right. of
1: what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. More mindful of like, our response. Yeah.
1: Because I, like, I like about being mindful because sometimes we have to be mindful of things before it leaves the gate before it even begins you know like mindful of the thoughts mm-hmm. that we have in our mind mindful of the words that comes out of our mouth before it even leaves mm-hmm. you know and and even be mindful of our, our, our loved ones for fr- you know our friends because sometimes people are crying out for help but we so caught up in our own drama and our own mess that we're not as mindful mm-hmm. and aware of another person's hurt, pain, and they right. they struggle or the depression that they're dealing with. Right, so true. So I think it's very important that you know we be, we do become um, aware and mindful, and because that's mm-hmm. something that I'm learning. Now, you know, especially I wasn't aware then because when my sister had passed, I was so caught up in my own hurt and my pain that I wasn't mindful and of aware, of, even like of her husband, you know, because I lived with him for a little bit of his hurt and pain and, how right. he's, you know, how he saw things. And I wasn't mindful of awareness aware of my, even my husband's hurt and pain because my sister was like a daughter to him, you know, so right. or... um. My mom's or my siblings hurt and pain. I wasn't because I was so, you know, so caught up in my own hurt and pain that I was looking at the the lens of my, I guess my trauma or I had allowed my wounds to I was looking at the filter of my womb, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right. That's why I think awareness and
0: mindfulness is, which is yeah, which is huge. But I feel like that's that's huge for you to say that. You know, like I feel like even the strongest people who are like super self aware would, you know, because you don't know how you're gonna react in a crisis mode. But I'm so happy that. I'm so happy on um, this
1: journey so um you me, you and I was talking um earlier and you asked this very actually I think amazing question and the question was do you think you said do you think a person will ever get to the point where they are fully aware and fully mindful
0: right without going
1: yeah. to therapy so what do you yeah. think
0: I, I, that's the thing like I'm still like questioning it I guess I was just I'm still thinking like like different avenues like I don't know what other different avenues someone would cause I'm so like pro-therapy right. yeah. and see I think um
1: a person to have to be like fully in tune with their like that person have to really I feel like one therapy, or some people do a spiritual journey, you know, whatever that journey mm-hmm. may be. For me, it was isolation therapy and the mm-hmm. spiritual journey, you know? And right. I think for, um, I think that person really is like you dating yourself. It's like you becoming mm-hmm. more aware of yourself, like your trigger points It's like you re getting to know yourself again but just in a different way. To really be in tune. Mm-hmm. To um to be very aware. Because like I didn't know that um we can actually EGO ego edge God out. And I didn't know that mm-hmm. by doing that, it's like you got this pain body. Because that's what triggers your emotions, you know, to react. Mm-hmm. And Uh, And I didn't know that the pain body is like the unresolved issue that you have in your body. So I Mm -hmm. think that person who's very aware have to really dig deep and deal with that pain body, the unresolved issue that you never really dealt with to be fully made. Just like you were saying about um, healing to be
0: fully made whole for me right that's that's beautiful because i guess like to bring the point back like it's all about self-awareness and some people that's through therapy others through like their spiritual journey like so that you're aware of that and you could start on that journey towards like being as self-aware as possible and i love what you say like your response is your responsibility that's all like And that's like a golden quote.
1: It's true. So why do you think most, the reason why most people uh, fall and they want to give up? Why do you think most people? Uh, It's
0: a perfect question for me because like one of my struggles has been like nutrition. I struggle with that a lot. And I know it's like some mental aspect tied to it. I think we give up because we don't get results, the results we want, as right. fast. Or, fami- like, you say a lot, the spirit of what familiarity, what's always familiar, which that could be a bad that's
1: thing. That's good, that's true. That is so true, because familiar is so comfortable, you know what I mean? It's you, <laughs> you recognize it, right? And it's something we yeah. you have to break up with it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because it's like you've been in this unhealthy relationship with the spirit of familiarity for so long Mm -hmm. and that's and and I think it's a big step when you can actually recognize like oh I see you you know you're familiar to me you know before you know you know some people lie in bed with familiarity some people eat familiarity because I'm Um, yeah or some people uh have the addiction to you know drama arguing all the time familiar it's so you know it's so familiar so comfortable you know with them some people familiarity might be um unforgiveness and holding a grudge and you know whatever they use to protect themselves Mm -hmm. you know so right yeah familiarity so then, you got to ask yourself: Do you want? with it familiar at the expense of God's mm-hmm. grace and His mercy? You know, which one mm. do you choose? God's favor and His grace and His mercy over, or do you ch- choose familiarity? So true. That's what, that's what the question you got to ask yourself. You know, because sometimes God allows situation that happens. Or he'll use the situation that you create to move you Mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone, to leash you into this realm of, of, um, unfamiliarity, you know? Because Mm -hmm. when you get so comfortable, you just want to sit and you want to rest in it. You know, we get comfortable Mm -hmm. in whatever that state is, whether it's depression or, you know, whether sometimes you can get so comfortable, um, even in grief. You know what I mean, and Mm -hmm. or loneliness, Mm -hmm. or you know whatever the case may be, and so sometimes God allows Mm -hmm. storms to occur or use a storm that you create to cause you to press to push you into your next, you Mm -hmm. know, right. So speaking of healing. What do you think about this famous slap that everyone is talking about with Will Smith and Chris Rock? What do you think is the, that you see as full as healthy and unhealthy about the situation?
0: I'm kind of torn in between, honestly. Cause I feel like as comedians, you that's their job, like, make jokes. But also... You sh- <laughs> You shouldn't cross boundaries. <laughs> you shouldn't cross boundaries and... I feel like they both cross boundaries where... What Will Smith did is definitely like... It's definitely wrong, like, violence on stage. Mostly like at the Oscars. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm kind of torn in between. But I also, I do not condone that. I
1: I was How do you feel? I was very shocked when it happened. I thought it was staged at first until I heard the actual sound of the smack. You know, Mm -hmm. when he smacked him, then I was like, "Wow, this is actually real. Just really happening. And for him to humiliate him like that, you know what I mean? In front of the whole world or Mm -hmm. for his, you know, family you know, and his colleagues to see was, like, shocking and because of how right. he carried himself in his before, you would never think that he would have done something like this, right? Where I was like, right. wow, Will Smith having a Kanye West moment, you know? That's what I was thinking. I was like, he having a <laughs> Kanye West moment, right? And so I was like, I was like, oh." I was like, oh and then when i was so i was so impressed i was so impressed on how chris handled it you know how he handled the whole situation and he didn't get out of character you know like he became that scripture when he said turn turn the other cheek i was like quite surprised about that because he actually (laughs) He was like black excellent standing up there. He was black excellent standing up there. I was like quite impressed with him because I'm like a lot of people couldn't have done what he did without reacting out of anger. Yeah.
0: Right, so true. Yeah, I completely agree with you. What do you think about, do you think Will Smith should get canceled? The whole cancel See, culture? I don't I don't think he should. I don't think
1: I don't think that yeah. uh he should get canceled because um because I think we all make mistakes, right? And mm-hmm. what I think he should have or hopefully he would do in the future if he haven't already done it, was call Chris up and talk with him one on one. And apologize, you know, right. and vice versa. Right. Because they both have like this huge impact on society and the world. And it's sad that one person action yeah. affects a whole community, you know? And Everyone. that one person action right. took away from other people, like like Will Packer, the black producer, you know, Tiffany, uh, not Tiffany, mm-hmm. um Amy Schumer, Regina Hall and Wanda sites you know, to buy a black cast, you know? So it's sad that one person Mm -hmm. moment took away from our whole beautiful night, you know? So, but I don't think it should be canceled because I feel that we, we quick to want grace and mercy, but we're not quick to show it back and we want forgiveness, but we're not quick to give it. Mm -hmm. So I think he should get another chance. I really do think he should get another chance. Yeah, I agree. So, um, if you get a chance to go back and do something differently, what would you do?
0: Oh, that's a good one. are oh, you trying to ask me a tough question right now? <sighs> okay. Let's stop with you. I cannot think right so now. If what would you do? I could back and do something differently,
1: I would actually wish I had uh, tell my dad that I love I did tell him. I always tell him I to him when I got off the phone and stuff, even my sister. But I think I would appreciate being in their presence more. Because, and, 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 mm-hmm. and, you know, let go of things more quicker. I do it now, but I didn't back then. I would, uh, if I could go back, I would yeah. appreciate moments that I had with them that I didn't know could be your, you know, your last time, because you never know when is your last time. So if I could go back and do something mm-hmm. for me, I would, uh, appreciate the moments of just being in their presence or enjoy the moment that's why I love that we just named the podcast that because we sometimes forget to enjoy the the moment the present moment that
0: that you're in so true right being mindful and not having your mind full but actually being mindful of your mind yeah, that's a good
1: one. That's really so good. So we're going to end the episode right here. And we would like for you guys to make, to write down, you know, comment about where you guys healing journey begin. And I would like um to leave the episode with this. It says, you know, don't give up because your breakthrough may be around the corner. So... Esther and I
0: would like to thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you guys for listening to our first episode, and I hope you enjoyed. Until next time, Bye. guys. Bye. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend a moment with us. Make sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the episode. Find us on Facebook at In the Moment Podcast on Instagram at in the moment podcast twenty two and email in the moment pod at yahoo.com.